Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms. Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm your longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm a former Hallmark hater. Although maybe not when it comes to this movie. Yikes, that's the running joke, isn't it? Today we're discussing (laughs) a New Year's resolution, which originally premiered on January 9th, 2021. This is a revisit. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. Hey, we'd love for you to come be our friend on Instagram. You can find us at Megan and Wendy, which is just life checking in peek behind the curtain and you can also find us at girls gone hallmark which of course is our hallmark instagram account all things hallmark yes join our facebook group girls gone hallmark got a nice lovely bunch over there they're the best and if you want more from us you can join our patreon which is patreon.com slash megan and wendy and if you're like what's happening over there it's just a good time for episodes every single month we talk life we talk pop culture we talk things we love it's just us hanging out having a conversation but don't worry we come prepared with the notes it's not like we sit down at the microphone we're like have you ever listened to a podcast where you can tell that they have not prepared and they're just staring at each other like super structured yes we've got structure over there so we're not wasting your time for just five dollars a month and you can get a seven day free trial at any time so Let's let's let the people know. Some people might know why we're here today. Mm-hmm. Girls Got Hallmark began in October 2020. January 2021 was our first non-holiday movie season. Right. And the second movie we watched in that season was A New Year's Resolution. And since watching that movie, Wendy has held it up as kind of the worst movie she's ever seen. Yes. Now, we disagree on movies a lot. I don't have a problem when you don't like a movie. However, however, what? I, in my mind, keep thinking we've watched so many worse movies than Why this. Why is this the, like... Like, there have been so many worse movies. Uh-huh. And I have remained convinced, and maybe you'll prove me wrong, that this isn't actually the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen. You might still hate it. But is it Chasing Waterfalls? Oh, are we going to have to do Chasing Waterfalls Revisited just to confirm? No, it's actually that bad. <laughs> That's the worst movie ever. When, look, the thing about me is when I believe something, I believe it with my whole heart. So I fully believe that's worse. Okay. So I've been saying, I need you to rewatch this movie. And we did. We rewatched the movie. And what my process was, I watched the movie. I took all of my notes. And then I listened to the first several minutes of our old episode just to get a feel of the vibe. Mm-hmm. And you really did hate it. You said the words, I hated this movie. Really? Yes. Oh, boy. And we had a guest on that episode, Callie Younger of Hallmark's The Spot. That was a good time. She and I both enjoyed the movie. Now, timeline-wise, this dropped a week after taking a shot at love, which you and I loved. Right. The bar was high. Yes. 
It's not taking a shot at love. But let's get into it. Let's do some news and notes. Okay. A synopsis first, though. Sure. When a morning show producer makes a New Year's resolution to say yes more, she crosses paths with a confirmed yes man who just might hold the key to her biggest story and to her heart. Starring Amy T. Garden and Michael Rady. Backstory to the backstory. This movie was ripped from the lineup. It was supposed to air in 2019 as part of that year's countdown to Christmas. And there's not a lot of official reasons. But what's crazy is that it was supposed to air on December 28th and it was pulled or it was announced that it was pulled on December 16th. We're talking... A week and change before it's supposed Days. to air, it's and it's gone off the schedule. Yeah, is wild to me. Like me too. Something must have happened. Well, and I am just imagining myself as Amy Teagarden or Michael Rady, who's like, excuse me, where's my movie that was supposed to be? I mean, I've already been paid for the work, but I would feel very badly about that. If they said we're not airing your movie, yeah, I would be like, is this a reflection of my work? I mean. From everybody, the actors, the director, yes. the writer, the whatever, whoever works on the movie. Yes. I am, I'm sure they were like, well, what's going on here? What happened? Um, I did read that coincidence or not, but the movie's producer, Kevin Duda, also had another movie pulled from the Hallmark schedule Ooh. earlier that year. I don't know if there's any... We're just spitting facts. Yes. Yes, exactly. Speaking of facts, this movie was originally titled New Year, New Me. I like a New Year's resolution better. I don't. I like New Year, New Me. Okay. I think it is a better reflection of the story that's told in the movie. Look, guys, I want to say that I really paid attention to this movie when I rewatched it and really did the due diligence and took... Copious notes? Yes. I can't wait. Okay. (laughs) This movie was filmed in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and St. Ambrose Beach Provincial Park in Canada. Reportedly filmed in October and November 2019. Of course, it is set in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It feels like a really old movie to say, like, 2019, right? We are now 2024. There's BP and... (laughs) Before pandemic. Oh, <laughs> like BP? What are you talking about? Yes. Amy Teagarden plays Kelly. She currently has 38 acting credits. Amy is probably most known as Texas teenager Julie Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Since the conclusion of Friday Night Lights, she went on to star in Once Upon a Christmas Miracle, My Christmas Family Tree, Heart of the Matter, Autumn in the City, and Christmas Class Reunion for her. Hallmark Channel. Michael Rady plays Tom. He has 55 acting credits at the moment. And we most recently saw Michael in this year's Where Are You Christmas? Other Hallmark movies of his include Unexpected Grace, The Christmas Bow, You're Baking Me Crazy, as well as fan favorite Love to the Rescue. I want to add another note to this in our original episode. We're like, is it Raddy? Is Uh it Rady? Like he was so unknown to us at the time. So unknown. I have some some notes about that, too. Now he's like on. our bestie, Michael. That's a stretch, girl. Kelly's friend group was played by Elise Bowman. She played AJ, Patricia Isaac, that's Lisa, and Devin Alexander, who played Jackson. Now, Devin Alexander is one of those faces that shows up a lot in Hallmark movies, yet he never has a lead role. And we 
last saw him in Love and Glacier National, Where Your Heart Belongs, The Santa Stakeout, and a movie Megan mentioned just mere minutes ago, Chasing Waterfalls. Justice for Devin. Yes. Sarah Montana is the writer of this movie. She most recently wrote Rescuing Christmas, which premiered exclusively on the Hallmark Movies Now app on December 7th. She also previously penned If I Only Had Christmas, Two Turtle Doves, and once again, Love to the Rescue. Leslie Dimitriata's directed. She has 11 directing credits, but only one since this movie, and it was EB movie A Christmas Present for Gaff. What was your second impression of this movie? It wasn't as terrible as I remember, but I do have thoughts. My second impression is, I still like this movie. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to spoil it with my, because uh, <laughs> I think I might surprise you. I think I might surprise you. Let's talk about what we liked. Okay. Well, I really liked the many events that we see. Now, some of them are a little cheesy. Like the obstacle course moment is obviously there's like four people at this obstacle course mm-hmm. event. But I like that she goes curling. I like the Gatsby event with the costume design there. I know you thought the Gatsby event was so cheesy. Mm-hmm. I liked the many events. I like that they were busy. I like the polar plunge. Even though it sounds miserable, she fully committed. I remember that being like such a bigger sticking point for me in my first review. But watching it the second time, I was like, meh. Yeah, in the first review, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Who does that? She's in a bikini. Like, everybody else is in wetsuits. Like, there were lots of people in bathing suits. What I liked about that scene is that there are, like, bodies of all shapes and sizes in that moment, and they're in bathing suits. I See, I didn't even notice that. Did we talk about it on the first time around? I don't know, but I was watching it this time. I know we talked about the fact that, like, you're not putting me in a bikini on a Hallmark movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But there were a number of people in swimsuits that mm. ran in and ran out. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be cold. Are you supposed to run into the water? Or plunge to me sounds like you're jumping in. Well, how do you jump in when it's a beach entry? From a pier? I don't know. They didn't have that available to them. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like it would be so much more torturous to, like, run out into, like, the I agree. freezing cold I water. Agree. I'd get to my knees and be like, nope. <laughs> I, well, I think that's why, like, she she went full speed. Like, she ran in. I think there's no, like, you can't wade into a polar plunge. No. And the water, wherever they filmed this at, had to have been a little bit cold at the time, too, because they did film it in October and November. In Canada. Yeah. Manitoba. Yeah. It had to at least be chilly. I would imagine it was miserable. So good on her. Yes. Got it. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? I have lots of likes, but give me one. Okay. This is my big statement here. It seems to me that this story may have not fit the typical Hallmark movie mold during the Abbott era. Mm. Let me explain. The main theme of the story is personal growth and self-discovery. And the romance takes a secondary role. Don't you think so? These narrative elements are more common now in the like new Hallmark era. And we've been talking a lot about it, right? And I'm curious if Abbott didn't appreciate it because it didn't fit the kind of movies he had been putting out at the time. Yeah. Didn't fit the cookie cutter. I did go back and look at like, what were like the popular 2019 movies 
it was a lot of like, love this, romance this, you know. Which hasn't changed much. It hasn't. That's why I was like, well, it's not even like, I, I, it's not even mentionable because. But we didn't have a love classified standout moment in 2019. We didn't have Christmas house in 2019. We didn't have anything that was pushing on the Hallmark box. Exactly. But with all that said, I liked 75% of this story. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me the thing that bothered you because I have a thought on that. What What's the 25% I didn't like about it? Yes, Amy Teagarden, isn't it? We'll talk about that in the wished category. <laughs> Look, Michael Rady is a delight. He's always a delight. He's pleasant to watch on screen. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see him come on screen. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his scenes. He seems like he exudes good guy energy mm, to me. Yeah. I feel safe when he's around. Oh, interesting. He has a very comforting on-screen presence. Of course, he's very handsome, which is a nice little bonus. I just find him charming and delightful. Mm-hmm. And I think he elevates this movie. That being said, I really loved her friend group. I thought they played nicely. What is that face? Um, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Uh, Here's my thoughts on Michael Rady. On original watch, this was definitely the first Michael Rady movie I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I may have poo-pooed him a little bit in our first Mm. review. I don't recall exactly, but I have feelings that I might have, like, been underwhelmed by him. Mm. Since then, he's really grown on me. Mm. And... Like you said, he's a good actor. I know he's going to give a good performance. Mm -hmm. And if he's starring in it, I'm probably going to watch it. Mm -hmm. I found his character, Tom, to be like a cheerleader, a bright sider. I was like drawn to that. And in addition, I kind of found him a little bit smoldering, which feels weird to say about Michael Rady. It's not that weird. I just, because you're like, he's like the good guy, right? Smoldering maybe doesn't really like, smoldering fits like Tyler Yeah, but he could be a hot good guy. Yeah, right. Tyler Hines, I think, is a good guy, though, too. Like, he rarely plays a jerk. No, I know. He plays that, like, I can take care of you. Mm, Yeah, I'm into that. Give you these candy cane eyes. (laughs) Candy cane eyes. (laughs) Okay, so let me just talk about one thing that really stood out to me with him. They're at the gala and they're dancing and he's barely talking above a whisper to her and he's telling her like what good things to focus on. Mm-hmm, Do you recall? Mm-hmm. He's like, the music, the whatever. I was like, I'm into it. It made me feel like a little something, something. Mm. I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, I like the gala and they have that kiss that I thought was yes. nice at the gala while yes. they're dancing. Yes. Yes. Two more little bits that I liked. Giving her the game sorry as an apology for a board game lover. Super cute. The classic game. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? And uh, the running middle name bit throughout is funny. I didn't. Why? Why? It's just like a funny callback. To what? To the fact that they don't know her middle name. Oh. All right. What did you wish for? Uh, Okay, listen. For IO First Fall, did you know that we used to call this section, uh uh-oh. We did? (laughs) I found that out when I was listening to this episode. Roadblocks placed in the way of our romantic couple. But then we changed it because not every movie. I don't even recall that. Uh Oh, we did. Okay. Wow. 
what? We've done a lot of reviews since then. I don't even. I don't. I didn't remember either. I was shocked when we said it. I mean, I remember recording this in my closet. The original episode. Remember the details. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, these are the two biggest things. Okay, that I realized while rewatching this movie. The first one is, I'm not rooting for Kelly. Mm. I find Kelly to be a straight up wet blanket. Despite taking on the New Year's challenges, which I love. I love a new year, new me sort of like. Yeah. Like that's, I love that. But she always looks unhappy. She takes herself way too seriously. I found her to be exhausting. And I felt bad for for Tom because he was like always trying to like cheer her up and like be there for her. I was like, that has to be exhausting as a partner. So I think the reason that I like her and her performance more than you did is because her personality is like mine. And I don't mean the overly organized, hardworking part. And I wrote, I mean the realist, no fun part. Nope. Nope. Because I am not fun. (laughs) I am not exuberant. I thought she she had a smile on her face when nope. her friends were like, how about we go dancing? She was like, yes. She said yes to those it things. So forced. Yes, I'm going to go dancing. Yes, I'm going to do. No. Here's no. the other thing. No. Here's the other thing. My follow-up note to that is I don't actually think she's no fun. I think that she's hardworking and trying to find balance in her life. And I think... Being a single adult who's trying to make it in your career while also, like, maintaining your friendships and finding a new relationship Mm -hmm. when you are trying to grow in your career is a challenging thing to do. It is. And I have some more thoughts on that. Okay. That has to do with the friend group. I don't think you're anything like this character of Kelly. She was awful. The character was awful. Okay. You are nothing like her. I'm not any fun, guys. I just want to... Fair. Pop the ball. (laughs) Me either. But this bitch was like Debbie Downer times 100. Yeah, but I think I am too. No, you're not. You have a very skewed look at yourself. Okay. I'm. Would I come here four days a week? I have personality dysmorphia? Yes. Absolutely. You come here four days a week because we have a job to do. I enjoy hanging out with you. I mean... We don't talk for... 90 minutes before we get on the, you know what I mean? Yes, like we I, don't sit, walk in, sit down, click record. No, we check Hang in out. on each other. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. The second thing, I'm, you guys, I'm trying really hard. When I was making my notes here, I was like, Wendy, don't be an asshole. But I do not like Amy Teagarden. Now, is this something you felt when we're watching other movies? Like, think of my Christmas family tree. Did you feel strongly about her in that movie? I liked that movie, but I think I liked Andrew Walker. It's the Andrew Walker and the effect. story in that movie. Mm-hmm. She and was the like James Tupper. Yeah, she was like just an incidental actor in that movie. Uh-huh. I find her wooden. I find that she lacks presence. I don't care for her okay. as an actor. And I don't want to come on here because I know that people work really hard at their jobs. It does not bring me pleasure to get come on here and be like, shit all over an actor. Sure. And I'm really trying to restrain myself here. Okay. 
I think looking back, the reason I did not like this movie is because of, like I just said, two things. The character of Kelly and Amy T. Garden. And I was trying to think, who would better be cast in this? Who would I like to watch in this? I think Nikki Deloach would have been awesome in this yeah. in this role. Because she would have brought like a level of like quirkiness. She I brings, loves Nikki Deloach. So do I. She brings an element of fun to her characters. A little bit snarky, but fun. I, this to me was so flat across the board. Like I'm telling you, I could not get it up for this character. Do you, I know this is off topic. Do you have a favorite or top two like Hallmark actresses? Because I think Nikki's in the top Nikki's for me. Nikki's up there. Um, I really enjoy Autumn Reeser. Um, Julie Gonzalo's up there for me. Julie Gonzalo. Lesser names. I'm trying to think of like lesser names. I can't. Kimberly Sustad always knocks it out of the park. Yes. This would not have been a role for her, though. I don't think. I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. This is secondary to because I think all the points we're making are big points about the movie. A secondary minor point about the movie that I found very distracting is I don't understand Tom's job. He's in marketing, right? Stop running events. If you're in marketing, what's unclear to me is he's in marketing for the bank. And the very beginning, he's like asking for a bigger budget next year to like – it seemed like he was asking for a bigger budget so they could do more of these events. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like bank marketing is like you put a banner put on up. a customer appreciation event. Like we got coffee on mm. Friday mornings yeah. in the branch. There's a we organized a deal with you with the local baseball team to buy like these tickets. You, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. That's marketing. Yes, a, a banner, a sign here, an advertisement there. Maybe they're responsible for writing a check to be a sponsor of mm-hmm. one of these events. But a bank marketing dude is not an event manager. Right. Make him an event planner. But they needed the whole bank. They needed some sort of like scandal in the backstory to come in between them, which I also have issues with. So do I. Because I feel like it was handled a little too lightly. Oh, interesting. Like if the if the bank is actually committing fraud, they are signing up customers for these accounts because the employees make more money, the bank does better. It looks if you have more accounts, that's fraud. You don't want your bank committing fraud. Right. And if he's the one who blows the lid off of this, not only goes to his manager about it, but then goes on the news mm-hmm. to talk about it, he should have whistleblower protection. Someone's going to oh. murder him. <laughs> Bank fraud's a big deal. Like, all those people are then going to take their money out of the bank. Yeah. Cause a run on the bank. Yeah. (laughs) The implications, I think, are bigger than they made them in this movie. This is the 25% of the story that I didn't really care for. And I understand they needed some conflict. But like you said, I feel like it was – all your points are super valid. I agree. But I do think it was unfair of Kelly to, like, be mad at Tom – for going to his boss about this potential story that's going to, like, blow the lid off, like, the future of the bank. I just think it was unreasonable for her to be pissed off at him. Well, she says, I needed to protect my source. Then, bitch, you shouldn't have shared that information with your new boyfriend. Right. Because now you've put him in a position where, yeah, he needs to do something about it. And I thought, 
I mean, excuse me for being naive, but I thought that they came up with a reasonable solution because, like you said, it wasn't the bank that it was committing fraud. It was a couple of salespeople. But it seemed to me like when he goes to his boss and his boss is like, shh, shh, shh. Oh. Because the salespeople that he spoke to that basically like clued him into what was happening were yeah. not the ones linked to the accounts that had come forward. I assume they were. But they they specifically say they're not at one point when oh, he's okay. talking to his boss. He's like, wait, but those guys weren't involved with those accounts. He's like, we closed those accounts. Whatever. So... It's a bigger problem than those two guys. And when so, the like, boss, those two guys are getting instruction from someone it else. It seems like it like, when his boss is like, shh, 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 basically, mm-hmm. like, patted him on the head. It seems like this is coming from on high. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that we're letting our employees do to Got it. boost our sales. Got it. Well, okay. When we look at it that way. It's so messy. It's so messy. You're right. The story's bigger than it, it is. Than they had the ability to make it. Yeah. And therefore, I think it's a bad conflict for this movie. So they should have, like, spun the wheel. The conflict enough is that they both want to leave the city. They both have bigger dreams. Like, that's enough. Yeah. Not like, I'm a reporter. You work for the bank. I'm going to expose your bank. Bernie Madoff. Mm -hmm. I hated that whole scene when they're at the chili cook-off at the end. And she's like, we can't be together because it's going to be disastrous. You know, if this big story comes out and it's a conflict of interest and blah, 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 and she just wanted to, like, shut it down. This is what I'm talking about. She's like a huge stick in the mud. Hmm. Would it really be a huge conflict of interest? I don't know. Okay. One final note on her friends. They were conditionally supportive of her. And I thought Mm. that is... That are some shitty friends Mm -hmm. because they had already established that she was on the verge of being fired the previous year, right? That there was like all this stuff, the ratings were down at the Mm -hmm. TV show and whatever. So she was like working her ass off to save her job practically. And then these friends are like guilt tripping her for like, you're not showing up to our events. Give the girl some grace. She's trying to save her career. Yes. You don't peace out and be like, We left Christmas Eve because you're late and now you have to like beg us to be friends still. I just, it pissed me off. Yeah, they were much nicer when she started playing their game. Exactly. Yes. No pun intended with all the games in this. They play life. That's the worst game ever. Life is the worst game ever. I don't know why adults would choose to pick life. No, I hate that game. And we owned it for a while. And every time my kids want to play it, I'm like, sorry, not now. It's the same ending Every single time. It's anyway, miserable. It's and I like Monopoly, so don't come Ooh. for me. I love. We play a lot of board games. Clue? Yeah, fun. Clue's fun. Did I tell you we bought Checkers recently? Mm. Because my husband and I were this summer at a hotel. The whole family was. But they, in the lobby, had a checkerboard. And we sat down and we played for like an hour. That's and fun. it was so much fun. I was like, I'm buying this checkerboard for our own home. We haven't played yet, but... <laughs> You should. Well, we have that backgammon set set up all the time, and like my kids and husbands sit down and play all the time. Really, mm-hmm. your family's more fun than mine. See, I don't do that. Not that I'm unwilling to. My husband would be like, "Let's play backgammon," mm. and you're like, "I have 800 other things I need to do." <laughs> really, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Are we ready to move on to? Did you see that? Yes. You already mentioned it, but the laughable relay obstacle course. It did remind me of Survivor a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a Survivor thing. 
But I had thoughts when they're like pulling themselves over this wall. I was like, there's no way I could do that. Nope. Same. (laughs) I say it's laughable and then I don't think I could actually do it myself. It's not that the obstacle course itself is laughable, although I do think it's a little bit short for Mm. like a whole event. They're like this. Yes. The other thing is there's nobody there. At one point, they're like climbing up the wall and there's two people that are dropping off the other side of the wall in front of them. Oh, yeah. But that's really the only time you ever see other participants. It's <laughs> it's very odd. It was just an odd event. When they're at their New Year's dinner and Tom is with his friends and he's like, I can guess anybody's resolution. Yes. And they're like, go to the next table. Pick someone. So he sits down and he's like, somebody's going to finish a creative product. Yeah, that was not guessing. That's not guessing their resolutions. That's naming the most popular resolutions and assuming based on probability that someone in this group is going to have made one of a very common resolution. Agree. That's that's not what you think you can do. I know. You have no power. He was still charming when he came. He was charming. It was fun. He... but the it didn't the setup didn't make sense. It would have made more sense if it was like everyone makes the same resolutions and I can prove it to you. Not mm-hmm. I can guess what your specific yeah. resolution is. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Did you notice that Tom and Kelly have this whole conversation about the bank story when she is behind a bathroom door? Like she they're getting ready for the game. Oh yeah. And she's like, I'm not ready yet. And he's like, I would really like to talk to you face to face. And she and it's all voiceover. And I was like, I wonder if this was like a scene that they had to like fill in to like make the bank story work. But you can see her like shadow through it, the door. Maybe it's not actually her. But then oh. like they wouldn't have him come back to like a set just to film like this. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know how. I don't. I didn't work. get that feeling. I just got the impression like that was a busy day. Like they had to go to his niece's party and then he had to go to the gala. They went to the niece's party. Then they went to the cafe where the board Oh, the board game cafe. And then they went to the gala. It was a 24-hour date. It was. It was a long day. Yes. And I'd be like, I can't go to a gala now. We've had a full day. Like, I need a nap. Can I, we go lay on the couch and watch Survivor, please? I mean, what if she needs to shave her legs? Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where she is explaining the potential fraud to him. Yeah. And he's like, we just did the survey and we have thousands of happy customers. Mm -hmm. You're a smart man. Two different things can be true. You can have happy customers and customers who are being defrauded at the same time. Yeah. It seemed odd to me. Okay. Anything else? Uh, Yeah, one more. At her Gatsby birthday party. Yeah. Tom arrives. She runs over and shouts, you're here. Like, this is the most excited we've ever seen her. Uh Uh-huh. And it was so out of character for her that, like, it gave me, like, jump scare. Like, (laughs) yeah. I was like, is she drunk? Like, what's happening? And then full secondhand embarrassment when she goes back to, like, do her, like, Charleston dance or whatever. And I was like, Ruby from Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost is rolling over in her grave watching this bitch dance. (laughs) Uh, I will say, you did mention that on the last episode as well. I hated the dancing. I did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hated the dancing. Okay. Well, because she was like... Uh-oh. We know how I feel about dancing uh, in these movies. And, and and I know it was like her birthday and they were in some sort of like house. I don't even know where. But like she's in the center. It's her birthday. She's like in the center of this room like dancing. I was like, what? It just made me uncomfortable. Okay. I didn't like it. It was super out of character. 
When Tom's like, oh, this is kind of a Gatsby party. And they're like, oh, you don't know. Kelly, she loves a theme party. I'm like, I hear what you say. And in that moment, I was like, they've painted her as no fun. This right? Is because she works hard, though. This is why this was the incongruous moment for me. I'm like, everything you have to say about her being no fun isn't because she doesn't like to do fun things. It's because she doesn't have the time to mm. fit it all in. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, her friend Lisa, the one who was the like the police officer. Yeah. I found her stunning. Yes. I was like, why aren't you in more movies? Mm. Yeah, drop dead gorgeous. I really enjoyed her. Uh-huh. I would have preferred to see her in the lead role. Oh. Okay. All right. Do you know what I gave this movie last time? Because I don't. No. And also we were rating on four stars at that point. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't listen to the whole episode. Okay. Would you rate it? 2.75. I can't get past Kelly and Amy D. Garden. I only gave it a three. Oh, okay. I liked the story. On the rewatch, I was like, I'm this story is very relatable of working <clears throat> too hard, saying no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I could definitely put myself in that role. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like all the like Yeah. You know what I didn't like. Thank you for listening to this revisited episode of girls gone hallmark happy new year leave us a review on apple Podcasts and let us know your new year's resolutions hop into our facebook group and we'll see you next time bye bye